Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Super Review Show right here, right now, uh, right here on YouTube. Bill right here, Murphy. right now. <laughs> Bill Murphy is joining us once again tonight. Well, joining me, I should say. Bill, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing really good tonight, JT. How are you? I'm doing Hello? just fine, my guy. I am in, I have never felt better. And actually, it's funny, Bill, we were, before I, we, I should have mentioned this to you off camera, but I, uh, I got my second vaccine shot today, actually. Oh, that's fantastic. I, and I, I have the proof. Hold on. Here we go. Here's the proof. Ta-da! <laughs> it feels all right, but like, we'll see. It feels um, all right. Woo! All right. So, but tonight we're going to be doing something really cool here on the Super Review Show. We're going to be doing um, a... Our, last week we did our top 10 movie openings of films. Tonight, we're going to be doing our top 10 movie endings of films. So what- Also, JT, something's up with the chat board again. I'll fix it. Thank you. Um, so anyways, Bill, why don't you explain what we're doing tonight to help us, to help everyone out? Tonight, we're counting down our top 10 movie ending. Okay. Last week, we talked about the beginnings of the movie. Today, we're talking about the endings. Mm-hmm. And you know what? The endings, some make you laugh, some make you cry, some make you walk out of the theater scratching your head thinking, what the fuck was that? Exactly. And we're going to do it all tonight. Oh, yeah. Can't wait. We got we got them all on the list. Again, we got the ones that will make you laugh, ones that will make you cry, and ones that will just make you question our sanity. Um, <laughs> oh, we have none left. We have none left. We're... We're basically, it's 2021, ladies and gentlemen, but we're basically in part two of 2020, but. And we have officially gone to stupidity, but that's okay. Crazy over the rainbow, we are crazy. Roger Waters, if you're listening, don't sue me. Um, yeah, seriously. <laughs> okay, so we're going to talk about it all today, folks. We're going to talk about it. And as soon as we get the chat board fixed. It should be um, working now, actually. Yeah, it should be working. Sorry, we're we're totally unprofessional here. Yeah, we we yeah we thrown professionalism out the window here. Literally, just give me a second. Hold on. We'll give you two. How about two? But call right now, and we'll double the offer. Hey, everyone who's joining us. I know our chat board is not entirely working at the moment, but thanks for joining us live. You guys are awesome. Just throwing it up there. Let's see what happens. Yeah, we're gonna. There we go, checkboard. No, not yet. Oh, no. Sorry. Do, 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 Hello, check that out now. See if it works. All right, we're good. Good to go. Hello, everyone, right, and welcome guys, back. We the chat board is now working. The chat board is on. You're Life can done. resume. Life, Life can, can resume, resume, everyone. That's normal. Yes. Okay. All right, Bill. Well, talk to me, my friend. What do we got going on tonight? So tonight, we're going to count down our top 10 movie endings. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about it all, the good, the bad. We're going to talk about basically the ones that make you laugh, the ones that make you cry, and the ones that make you just scratch your head a little bit. The ones that just make you scratch your head a little bit and think, what the fuck was that? 
And tonight, Bill's going to lead us off tonight because my me being the stupidity that I am, I had I had I came with all these stupid things late. So forgive me. Yeah, anyway. I'll be honest. Like I put this list together at the last minute. I'm still putting it together. I have seven out of my ten, but like, just bear with me, everyone. I'm slowly working on it. Okay. So are we ready to begin? We are ready, my guy. All right. So my number ten. We're gonna start off with a fun one. Okay. My number 10 is the ending of Beetlejuice. Good one. I didn't even think of that. Because, okay, for those of you who haven't seen, okay, we got to give you a fair warning. Spoiler alert. Um, at the end, um, Lydia, who was played by Wynoa Ryder, uh-huh. who is who is now friends with the two ghosts with Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis and yeah. gets an A on the math test going, hey, you got to uphold our end of the bargain. Goes, oh, okay. And then the whole room just goes crazy and they start dancing to the song, jump in the line, also known as shake, shake, shake. Shake, 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 shake your body like. Shake, work, 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 work it all the time. Love it. So much fun. It's just so much fun to watch. And it's just <laughs> and, and and I like how they show Beetlejuice, how he's in the um waiting room for for when people go when they die. Yeah. And he's and he's sitting next to the shrunken head guy and sitting next to this woman. He goes, Oh look, looks like I because she stole his number, goes, Well, looks like I'm next. And then she shrinks his head. He goes, Wow, this is a good look for me. And then (laughs) now you're good. Okay, can you hear me now? Yes, sir. Okay, Sorry. guys. Sorry. Okay. You so anyway, it's just such a fun ending. And believe it or not, it's not it's not my only Tim Burton movie I have on this list. That'll be coming in a little bit. All right. Okay. You say I'm doing my whole list now while you yeah, think we're, we're, we're doing we're different. You're gonna go first, and then I'm gonna go second. Yep. Okay. My number nine. My number nine is, okay, this was like an ending that I think really means a lot to me because I remember when I saw this in theaters, there was like dead silence when this movie ended. Really? My number nine is Black Klansman. Interesting choice. Like, this is the, and yes, I'm in another, I'm doing another Spike Lee movie. Uh-huh. Because as you remember last week I did um for my top ten openings, I did Malcolm X. Right. Played by Denzel Washington. And the fun thing is, Denzel Washington's son actually is in this movie. He's that guy, the guy with the afro. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's John David Washington, Denzel's son. And anyway, here's the here's what happens at the end. Um it's um 
Okay, for those of you who haven't seen the movie, here's the plot. Um, Ron mm-hmm. Stallworth, who's played by, this is a true story, he's played by John David Washington, mm-hmm. becomes a cop. And him and his partner, played by Adam Driver, yes, Kylo Ren, <laughs> yeah. are infiltrating the Ku Klux Klan. And he's disguising himself as a member of the Klan on the phone while Adam Driver is him in real life. And the Klan leader is played by Topher Grace, mm-hmm. David Duke. And yeah. what happens, okay, here's the end, because there was an incident earlier in the film when Ron's girlfriend got pulled over earlier and they're at a bar okay, with him and his partner and the cop who pulled her over comes and he's flirting with her goes, yeah, what about that incident? And then he goes, and she, and he says something. Okay. These are the direct words from the film. He says, listen, I've been keeping you people in line for years. I'll put a cap in your ass and nobody will care. And then he goes, Hey, Ron, did you hear that? Goes, I did hear that. Patrice, did you hear that? And they goes, hey, Flip, did you hear that? Goes, I did hear that. Hey, Jim, you heard that? I heard that. Hey, Sarge, you heard that? And they goes, yes, I did. You're under arrest. I'm like, and the whole place was applauding. And then it shows like the last couple minutes is like basically the, it's basically a tribute to the um, black exploitation films of the 1970s. Okay. And how they have Ron and his girlfriend just standing at the standing at the door holding up a gun. Yeah. And then um oh yeah, another thing is he's talking to the clan leader on the phone and he goes, Are you sure you didn't know who that was? And he's just like repeating all the racial slurs he called them. It is hysterical. But the direct ending was the black exploitation shot shot with them holding a gun like that and then um this is something i i said i liked about spike lee last week um that he likes to tie in even though his movies do take place in the past yeah he does like to tie in current events like i said how with malcolm x how he tied in how he tied in the arrest of rodney king into a movie that took place in like the 60s mm-hmm like this takes place in the 70s and the end of the movie, the movie ends with the movie ends with because uh, this movie was released on the weekend of the one year anniversary of the Charlottesville riot. Oh, okay. You know of what happened there in Charlottesville, Virginia. Yeah. yeah. And this film is actually dedicated to Heather Heyer, the young lady who unfortunately was killed in Charlottesville. Um, And it shows like just images of the of the events that happened in Charlottesville. And then it has, um, and then like, this was the thing that just made everybody's floor drop, had an American flag with the red, white, and blue. And then it just fades into black and white. Oh, wow. And like, and, and then as the credits roll, you hear Prince, the late great Prince singing a version of the um, spiritual Mary, don't you weep. Oh, wow. And like, I remember when that happened, that theater was like dead silent. Wow. Like you could hear a freaking pin drop. Really? Wow. Wow. Pin drop. Like every, like, you know, some movies they clap at the end. Others people are talking for like 
three minutes. You couldn't hear a thing. It was just dead silence. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that is my number nine, Black Landsman. Number my eight. Num- my number eight. I told you there wasn't going to be a, there was going to be another Tim Burton movie on this list. The ending of 1989 Batman. Good pick. Because the ending is really, is you know, Batman is taking care of the Joker and everything. Yeah. And then they're reading that. And then Harvey Dent, who is not Two-Face. Right. That's true. Reading the letter that Batman has left saying, as long as the, the evils of Gotham will be here, I'll be here to stop them. Yeah. And like Batman is on our side going, well, how are you going to call him? Because we will summon him with this. And it's, of course, the bat signal. Yeah. And that- then you hear Danny Elfman's, Danny Elfman's score that just swells up and you're just having like the biggest nerdgasm you've ever had in your life. <laughs> yeah. Do, 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 And it's just so. I forgot about that one, actually. It's pretty good. It's just such a good ending. And you're just like, oh, it feels like at the end, you want to just yell, okay, if any young children are watching this, I apologize. You feel like you want to go yell, fuck yeah! (laughs) I agree. It just gets you so pumped, and I just love how that's a way to end it. Uh Uh-huh. Um... But yeah, that is my number. Yeah, that is my number eight. My number seven. Okay, guys, I'm gonna have to ask you all to forgive me here. Yeah. I kind of cheated a little bit. Oh, he's cheating. Cheater, cheater. I'm using an alternative ending. Oh, you're bad. I'm kidding. Go ahead. You're fine. You're fine. My number seven is the alternative ending to Little Shop of Horrors. Little shop of heart. Okay. Okay. For those of you who've never seen it, okay, the ending is actually the end from a play. Yeah. Okay. Is the ending of the play for those who, okay, this was actually a stage show too. It was a musical. It was. The music was actually written by, fun fact here, the music was actually written by, okay, you probably never heard of these guys, but if you hear the stuff I tell, you probably heard of them. Um, these were written by Alan Menken and Howard Ashman. They were they also did the music to The Little Mermaid. Really? Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin. Really? Yeah, so this was um their pre-Disney days. Mm, okay. Before they became official employees of the mouse. Huh? Oh, Mickey Mouse. Oh. Um, yeah, but anyway, um the alternative ending, um, it was the alternative end, and this was the ending from the stage show. Um, the plot is um, Audrey 2, which is the plant, is now is be- who's brought on by Seymour, played by Richard Moranis, mm-hmm. um, right. become is basically a plant from outer space, and he grows. He names him Audrey 2 after his love interest, Audrey. Mm-hmm. And and um, here's what happens in the I'm gonna say what happens in the alternative ending, which which was the actually the original ending. Um, 
the original ending was Audrey to actually kills Audrey. Wow. Okay. And then the plant, um, Seymour and the plant are fighting to, which was my favorite song in the movie, um, Mean Green Mother from Outer Space, which was actually, if you go on my movie Hallix channel, Mean Green Mother from Outer Space was actually one of my top 10 villain songs. Um, okay. So what happens is the plant ends up devouring Seymour. And then all the plants that have been created are now are now basically taking over the world. Yes, I know that sounds a little weird, but it's all right. It's good. The plants are taking over the world. And ironically, the last song, it's called Don't Feed the Plants. Because <laughs> look what happens when you feed the plants. Oh, I mean, I don't know. Um <laughs> And um, actually, um, this is actually a fun thing here. Um, this was actually going to be the original ending, but what happened was when they showed it to test audiences, they the test audiences didn't really like it. Really? You know, maybe they didn't like the, the fact that alien plants taking over the world wasn't, you know, and devouring people wasn't... Wasn't ideal wasn't ideal so they actually after the test audiences just didn't like the end they liked the rest of the movie but they just didn't like the ending mm -hmm. and notice that's actually the ending for the stage show so what they did they actually just rewrote it to to give you a happy ending mm -hmm. you know seymour beats the plant audrey lives audrey and seymour get married live happily ever after blah 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 um that's not a bad happy ending it's not a bad happy ending, but it's just, but it's just the original ending is just like so screwed up, but yet it's just so entertaining to watch. Uh, yeah. It is just so entertaining to watch. It is. I can't believe it went over your head. I'm just saying. What was that? I said, of course, it gives a happy ending. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Yeah, no, no, I don't. I don't think the happy ending is bad. It's just that I think the, <laughs> I'm messing with you. It's okay. I think the um, I just, I think it's just so screwed up in like an entertaining sort of way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So okay. number eight is that your number seven, right? That was my number seven. Now we go on to number six. Number six. Shawshank Redemption. Oh, you thought that's on my list? Oh, really? Yeah, Shawshank Redemption. This okay. is one of my. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to talk about it now. But go ahead. I'll talk about it when I get to it. But I love the ending of this movie. For you know, it's about Andy who's in prison for 20 years for a crime he didn't commit. Yeah. And of course, there's a a bunch of corruption that's going on behind the sc screen at Shaw at Shawshank Prison. Mm -hmm. And then it um it really and then he escapes, and like beforehand, he tells Morgan Freeman's character to he tells Morgan Freeman's character to meet him at this place in Mexico. Yeah. And after Morgan Freeman's character gets out, there's he's like, "Do you remember that place in Mexico? I he he sees a note going, "Do you remember that place in Mexico I told you to meet me?" And then he goes there and the two men are reunited. It's just such Yeah. Because I wouldn't say the rest of the movie is depressing. Well, okay, kind of is. 
but yeah, yeah. I think overall it's a story of hope. It really is about getting out of about getting out of about how he gets out of gets out of prison and finally, you know, how he's because you know Morgan Freeman's character is very doubtful if he's ever going to get out because I remember that one scene when he says the only way I'm going to get out is a scraggly white beard. Mm-hmm. That's, That's kind of depressing. And then Andy, Tim Robbins' character says, hey, one of my favorite movie quotes, by the way, either get busy living or get busy dying or either or get busy dying. And, and just, I love that. And when you see them reunite at that beach in Mexico and they're just coming over to hug each other, it's, it's very, it's very emotional. It is. But it's emotional in like a happy way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is a great movie, though. I have to yeah, recommend. Really it. good movie. It's in my top ten. Yeah. All right. Uh, number okay. six. We got number five, actually. Oh my god, number five. Okay, we're actually going to get a little um risque. We're actually getting a little depressed in here. Um, this is from a um no. very serious film. Okay, what is it? Schindler's List. I knew you were going to say that. Really? You knew I was going to say that? I really, we swiped right. <laughs> oh my God, we swiped right. Okay, <laughs> we shouldn't be making this joke about a, when it involves a Holocaust movie, but... um. Stop, you're right. What was that? No, you're right. But um, anyway, for those who haven't seen Schindler's List, it's based on the true story of um, of Oscar Schindler. Mm-hmm. Who saved thousands of Jews during the Holocaust from being killed by the Nazis? Right. And the last couple minutes of the film, Germany loses the war. And Oscar Schindler, who's played by the great Liam Neeson, yep. says, They're coming for me. Mm hmm. I'll be with you till midnight, but after that, I gotta go. And one of and when he's leaving, um, his Jewish accountant, um, Ishta, um, God, I forgot his name. Oh. The guy who put okay, I know it's played by Ben Kingsley, but I forgot the guy's name. Oh, oh the character? Yeah, I forgot the character's name. I, I can't think of it off the top of my head. Hold on, guess what, guys? Google exists. There's a thing um, called Google. But um. Hold on, guys. Um, okay, okay, fine. Okay. In the meantime, my list is already done. I actually figured it all out. Okay, I'm just finding the... Okay, where's the cast list? This was a good pick, my guy. I'm telling you right now. Okay, here's the... Okay, Ishtak Stern. Okay, that's the character's name. Yeah, Ishtak Stern presents him with a ring that the pe- that the people made him. And it says in Hebrew, one man who saves one life saves the world entire. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you see him like just bursting out into tears. Go, I, I should have done more. I, I should have saved more. He's like, no, I could have saved this. I should have sold my coat. I should have done this. I should have done that. Yeah. And he's just, and he goes, he did enough. It's okay. And then, and then Oscar Schindler is 
driven. He's trying to escape the um, Nazis, and he's in a, the prisoner uniform. That yeah. happened. He's trying to escape the Allies when they come, and then it just shows like the endings about you know like what happens at the end at the end of the war, how they're how the Jewish people are leaving Europe, and then um, and then it shows um, okay, this is kind of a dark, twisted thing, but I kind of. <laughs> found this scene kind of entertaining it was um amon goff who was a nazi commando who was like the epitome of evil in this movie yeah it shows eventually what happened to him that he was executed oh wow and they actually show the execution you know what his last words were what heil hitler i'm like thinking yeah how did that work out (laughs) and and then like the ending that really just hits me Mm -hmm. the He's at the, they're at, they show Oscar Schindler's grave. And they show all the, they show all the people who were on Schindler's list. Mm -hmm. They show them all alongside with the actors who played them. Yeah. Going up to the grave and putting a stone on it. Wow. For those of you who don't know, in in the Jewish faith, okay, I'm not Jewish, so I don't know what the 100% reason is, but I think it's like a sign of respect. In the Jewish faith, they you put a stone on the grave, it's like the, it's like the, it's like a sign of respect. Um, yeah. Like I said, I'm not Jewish, so if anyone who's watching us is Jewish and knows that, please tell me. Yeah, seriously. Um, but yeah, that's the one by one. The, the the people who were actually on the list with the actors who played him are putting a stone on his grave, mm-hmm. and they also show him Ishtak Stern's wife, you know, Ben's Kingley's character, because I'm guessing Ishtak Stern passed away long before this film was made, probably. And and Mrs. Schindler, Emily Schindler, Oscar's wife, because he passed away like 20 years before this movie was made, mm-hmm. and and then one of the most intense scenes they show they don't show his face but they show Liam Neeson the screen is in black and white and they show Liam Neeson putting a rose on Oscar Schindler's grave wow and then it fades to black and it has the subtitle in memory of the millions million of Jews that Adolf Hitler murdered and then it goes, it rolls into the credits. Um, and then that haunting score, which if we ever do a top 10 film scoring list, I guarantee you that's going to be on my list. Spoiler alert. Um, okay, that's fine. But I think that is like, that was one of the endings I just watched. And I'm like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Like that was the ending that really just pounded me. Yeah. Okay. Now it's time to get a little lighter. Thank God. <laughs> number five? No, number four. Number four. Rudy. Oh, great one. Great one. Rudy, Rudy. 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 One of my favorite sports movies, by the way. Oh, it's so great. For those of you so who great. haven't seen it, it's about, it's based on the true story. Okay. The true story because there were a lot of fabrications of Daniel E. Rudy Rudiger, whose dream his whole life was to play for Notre Dame. Yeah. 
whose dream his whole life was to play for Notre Dame. Everyone's telling him he can't do it, but then he finally gets his dream. He gets to he gets to sit at the whatchamacallit. Um he gets to sit on the sidelines and then he gets to play. And then the whole state of chanting, Rudy, 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 Rudy. And and also, um, and also when he and then he makes the tackle and then he's carried off the field. And you're just like, yeah, it brings tears to your eyes, but it's more in the you're happy for him kind of way. Yeah. Like you 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 watch this whole movie, just people told him he can't do it. And when you finally see it, you're like, Bravo. It is absolutely fantastic. And also, um, I gotta give a little disclaimer here. Um I'm actually right now, I don't want to say too much about it, but I'm actually right now in the process of trying to get the actual real life Rudy on my podcast. Really? Yeah, by the way, Sports Insanity Podcast, check us out on all platforms. Um, but no, yeah, because I actually reached out to them in, I want to say, like either late November or early December. Yeah. I said, hey, I have this podcast. Are you interested in coming on? And then, and then like his secretary, which I thought was his secretary, but I think it's actually his wife, got back to me and said, Hey, can you give us a link to your podcast? Rudy is doing very few interviews at this time. Oh, wow. And I'm like, okay, here you go. And then they emails me back. And then first they put, well, we wish you the best. I'm like, oh, no. When, when they start with, we wish you the best, that usually means not happening. Yeah. But thank yeah, you. But no, they were saying, but he was saying, hey, you know, check back with us in the summer. And I'm like thinking, Okay. And like, again, I'm not a hundred percent saying he's coming on. We're just going to check back. We're just going to check back in the summer. If he can come on great. If he can't, it's not the end of the world. Um, yeah. I actually have on, on my phone, July 1st email Rudy. Um, <laughs> That's great. But yeah. So yeah, he might be coming on. I don't know if I hear anything else. I'll let you know. Um, but but yeah, I just think this ending is just so. It's powerful. It's just such a powerful ending. And it's just one of those inspirational movies. Definitely. It really is. Okay. My number three. Number three. Do, 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 do. That's on my list too, my friend. I love the ending of this movie. After events that have happened that I'm not going to spoil because when we do more top 10 movie moments, I guarantee you that's going to be on my list. So I'm not going to get into too much detail, but yeah, you're planning out all of our stuff immediately, aren't you? <laughs> no, no, no. We said we were going to do top 10 movie, didn't we? I, I know. We, I'm just messing with you. I'm not messing with you. Yeah. But the ending is just because this was on my top 10 movie opening last time. Yeah. And just the last, you know, after all family business is taken care of, UCK played by Diane Keaton. Yeah. In in Michael Corleone's office. And he goes, Michael, did you go? Don't ask me about my business, Kay. But Michael, did you, don't ask me about my business. Yeah. Don't mess with him. And then he goes, and then they say, goes, did you go? No. And then Kay walks out. All the associates are going around Michael, kissing his hand. Go, Don Corleone. Don Corleone. 
and which is basically cemented michael is the new godfather yeah oh my god that was a great movie and it's basically and it's basically michael's transformation because at the beginning he's a good good college boy just got back from the war yeah and by the end of the movie he's now the epitome of evil oh my god and they're all and and I just love when they, when they're all lining up to kiss his hand and going Don Corleone, Don Corleone, and and Kay's looking on, and then they close the doors. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's symbolism that they're showing that they've closed the the door on Michael's previous state in the movie, and now he's what he is. Right. I think that is one of the best endings ever. It really is. It's on my list too. So I'll get to that when I get to it. Yeah. Okay. My number two. Drum roll, please. Okay. Okay. I'll be honest. Number one and number two intertwined. Oh boy. What is it? This was a hard list to make. I'm sure it was. Mine was too. My number two. Field of Dreams. Ooh. Wow. Wow. (laughs) To all, I don't care if you're a man, a woman, whatever. I guarantee you to watch, I bet, I will bet you my life to watch this movie. I will bet you 20 bucks to watch the end of this movie and not get tears in your eyes. I agree. (laughs) I I, I don't care. You you may act all big, macho, and tough, but let me tell you, I bet you 20 bucks that you cannot watch this movie, the end, without tearing up, folks. Um... So what happens is we all know the plot. Ray um, Kinsella, played by Kevin Costner. Great actor. Is getting voices to build. Goes, you build it, they will come. Mm-hmm. And he gets to build a baseball field. And all the deceased baseball players come back to life. And, and near the end, there's this one player who is kind of special, who, who looks kind of familiar. It's actually Ray's father. Oh, wow. Have you seen this movie or? I actually haven't. Don't kill me. <laughs> it's actually Ray's father. And he comes up and says, hey, thanks for building this field. And Ray's wife and daughter is there. Because this is John. Yeah, this is John. Because, you know, he doesn't know. And then I guess he tells him he's his dad and then the scene that I bet you folks to watch and not cry. They take Mitts and he goes, Hey dad, want to play catch? Oh, like, sure. <laughs> I guarantee you to watch that scene and not cry. Are you starting to cry on me? Yes. That scene is the most, that is like one of the scenes in movies that I will cry. And I'm not ashamed to admit I cry. All right. But that scene, it's just so. It's just such a simple ending. It's not like it's some big, exciting thing. It's just, you know. Yeah. A father, you know, a son who wants to play catch with his dad. That's, yeah. Guarantee you to watch that that scene and not cry. Um, but yeah, um. But yeah, that is, that is probably one of my favorite endings. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
my number one. I think you know what it's going to be. Are we going to swipe right? <laughs> my number one. Okay. And you're not going to say if we swipe right here. I'll say if we swipe right when if it's your number one. Sound good? If it's your, my number one? Or whatever it is. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. My number one Avengers Endgame. Really? Wow. I was actually thinking about that, adding it to it's not in my top. It's not in mine. Really? I thought it would be in your top. No, because listen, there's nothing. I'm not I'm gonna finally chime in now after I'm letting you do your thing. This movie was the, a great ending to a great series of films. Was it would I rank it amongst my top ten? No. And what, I'm, what I have on my top 10 might surprise you. So when I get to mine, you, you might be shocked. But let's, let's talk about this. So like, anyways, my, your, your top number one is Avengers Endgame. That's big words, my friend. Yeah, it was either this one. It, I was flipping between this one and Field of Dreams. So this was a toughie. Um, okay. I, for some reason, I thought you were going to say like Bull Dern because he's like, it's baseball. But <laughs> you're like. <laughs> but anyway. Um, yeah, oh, that's Infinity War. Sorry. But the end of Avengers Endgame, I just found it. I just thought it was the perfect way to end up this, to end the phase of the MCU. And just, you all know the ending. When after Iron Man dies, spoiler. Yeah. Um, Steve Rogers, a.k.a. Cap, is yeah. getting ready to go back to put the stones back to fix the timeline. I'll see you soon. And he comes back and Hulk, Bucky. And Falcon. And Falcon, like, where is he? And then you see an old man sitting on the bench. Turns out it's old Steve Rogers. Yeah. And then he, and then they go, and then he goes, Cap, what happened? There was something wrong with the machine. He goes, no, you know what? I decided to take Tony's advice and just, and just go live my life. And because then when he said, and then he gives the shield to uh, Falcon, Falcon, right? And then he goes, Cap, did you see her? And he's, of course, talking about Peggy. And he's like, and he's like, I'm not going to say anything because I'm a gentleman, but I'll say this. It was beautiful. And then it shows back Cat Steve Rogers and Agent Carter. Because I think it was, I don't know if it was in the first or the second one, when she says, I'll save you a dance. Uh, that was uh, the first Captain America, yep. Yeah, so I'll save you a dance. And he got his dance. And I think what was, I think what makes this scene is, it's like at the end of Rudy, how you're, how you're thrilled that he finally got his dream. I think that's, like with Captain America is because he finally got his happy ending because, mm. you know, because you feel, because, you know, in the other Captain America movies, when he comes back, um, when he's back to the time and see that um, Peggy is old now and yeah. now that he's frozen in time, you're, you're happy for him because he finally got his happy ending. And I think that was the perfect note. And Kevin Feige, if you were listening to this, you better not have Captain America come back. That's his story ended perfectly. That was a perfect ending. Yeah. Like he I ended think with. I mean, the, yeah. 
it ended it with him wanting his real life back, you know, wanting him to, and dancing with his true love, Peggy. And Kevin Feige, do not bring him back. I beg of you, please don't. That ended <laughs> fine. That was a perfect ending to his story. Like, why do we need to, you know? I know. I, he, yeah, it was the perfect ending. It was a perfect ending. He got his date. Yeah. So that is my number one. Great list. I dig it. But can you dig mine? Okay. I'm going to give you, I might give you some feedback if that's okay. Yes. I mean, I, I, that's fine. I let you run your list to me. And I was like, you know what? Fine. Why not? All right. Now that Bill has listed off his top 10 favorite movies, endings of all time, I'm going to be a little bit more, I don't want to say diverse, but some of this might be surprising to a lot of you. And a lot of it is you might know, a lot of it you might not know. So let's see what we do here. All right. My first one is, I'm not going to, I will show it to you. So you want, you guys watching this will not understand this, but. Hey Joe, good to, good to hear from you. Yeah, great. Joe Wiley's in the chat board. Shout out to my my good friend. Um, and Rudy, and uh, by the way, Joe, let's go Rangers. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Uh, Caddyshack. This ending of this movie, this is my number 10. Caddyshack makes me laugh sick. Oh, I should have put that up in there. But I was thinking about this. It's like, you know what? The last line of the movie is the best line in the movie. Ooh, can yeah. I say it? Yeah, good. Hey, everybody, we're all gonna get laid. It's a what a great line. That is, it has to be one of the best lines ever written, in my opinion. Um, I, you know, after after the first time I ever saw this movie, it was so funny, and the ending was so perfect with the golf course exploding and Bill Murray is like, you know, license to kill gopher. You know, <laughs> he's trying to kill the. It's perfect ending to me. But not as perfect as the next couple I have. Um, that is my number ten. Number nine. Uh, number nine for me. Oh, this is gonna be harder than I thought. All right. My this actually might surprise a lot of you. Uh, Star Trek Two: The Wrath of Khan. No. Here's why. Here's why this movie is one of my. This is my number nine. Uh, favorite movie endings of all time because people people undersell Star Trek a lot and this movie just proves that it is a fantastic movie and franchise as well the ending of it spot I know you haven't seen it but I don't care I'm, you can you can find out or not Spock dies no I, I know that happens I, okay okay and after the obvious and scene you know by Kirk um, well, played by William Shatner, may he be forever mortalized as Captain Kirk. Spock dies at the end of this movie. <coughs> but uh, what, what I really don't like about Star Trek Three, though, is Star Trek Three's title is Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock. So before the movie even came out, like, oh, Spock's back, you know, whatever. But this was a great ending, and a lot of Trekkies paid tribute to Leonard Nimoy's passing. Um, in 2015, when Leonard Nimoy died, and when this movie came out, because, uh, they wanted, they watched this movie to pay tribute to Leonard Nimoy because he died in the movie, and he died in real life. Uh, I did not do that, unfortunately, but I do love this movie quite a bit, and that's why Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan is my ninth favorite ending 
of all time. And Khan, I'm coming for you because Kirk and I are gonna Spock and I are gonna come get you. So, anyways, Billy, any 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 comments regarding Star Trek? I've seen the clip clip when um, Spock dies. Doesn't also Scotty play Amazing Grace on the backpipes? Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. it's a great look for a Star Trek movie for a sci-fi opera thing. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And by the way, Star Wars, I'm just going to point out there, Star Wars is not in my list. Um, this, it's an honorable mention because I mean, I, 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 wanna, I don't want to give Star Trek, Star Wars too much credit. I mean, I love the films to death, the original three, but at the same time, yes, the ending of M- New Hope, Empire, Ember, I mean, you could just classify them all as a great ending. Um, but like, I'm not, that's why they're not in my top 10. So there's no Star Wars movies in my top 10. Sorry. Um, Number eight for me is another sports movie, my Ooh. friend. Rocky oh, Four. Yes. Rocky Four. Rocky, Rocky, Rocky Four. My favorite Rocky movie, by the way. I, I know. I, I was thinking of you when I made this choice because let's oh. face it this franchise could have ended right then and there it could have ended right then we had to make rocky five but whatever this movie the ending fight scene is so great it is in my top five like like not boxing but like fist fights of it all time um the with the scene of like him versus Dra- Drago. you know what i mean it's this ending of this movie and, and plus, if, if I can change, and you can change, everybody can change. Like he ends the Cold War. So, <laughs> Rocky ended the Cold War. Rocky He's an American hero. War. In 1985, and Gorbachev's like classic, classic sly move. This movie is fantastic. That is why my number eight is Rocky Four. Uh, classic ending to a classic, fantastic movie. I love this movie to death. And especially, especially when, it's good to watch it in the winter. She can go training outside. And anyways. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, they don't have the dun 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 dun. dun, dun, dun. Right, that's another thing too. Is that the whole soundtrack was completely different. The actual score of the movie was different. Bill Conti, the composer, took a break for this film, and they took a guy named Vince Tacola. I think that's his name. Yeah. He scored the film, and it was a completely different sound for the Rocky franchise, but it was well worth it. <laughs> um, all right, number seven. The ending of the first Avengers film. Okay, I can see that. I, I, I know that some of you are like, what the hell is he talking about? about Endgame or Ultron or Infinity War. The very ending of this movie, before the end credits and all that stuff, was I was crying. Crying, I tell you. Crying at the end of this movie. In 2012, as I watched this movie, as it came out in theaters, I was crying my eyes out. And all the last shot you see of this movie is the A on Stark Tower going to be the Avengers Tower down the line. Holy fucking shit. Like... And plus, the ending battle is one of the best battles ever in like a comic book movie, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I love this. I, I've gone on this before. The Avengers, the Avengers is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's iconic, blah, 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 whatever. Fantastic. I love it to death. It's 
great. Um, all right. My number six, no, six or seven. Which did I say? Um, uh, we're at number six. We're going to number six. All right. Bill, this might surprise you. Oh, As God, are much- we swiping right? Are we? Uh, I guess we're not. The ending of that was, listen, listen, I know a lot of you at home are like, the fuck? He's saying the Dark Knight. He doesn't like the Dark Knight. He doesn't like it. He doesn't like it. There are elements of this movie I really like. There are elements of this movie I really enjoy. Heath Ledger's Joker obviously being one of them. Um, there are certain elements I did not like, but the ending, the dialogue between Commissioner Gordon and his son, like, why is he running, Dad? Because we'll have to find him. Why? Why, Dad? Well, what did he do wrong? Because he's a wanted man. Because he's a watchful protector. A dark knight. End, end movie. Hey, that's the end of the movie. Fucking brilliant. Movie. Literally brilliant. The writing in that movie is absolutely fantastic. The dialogue was actually really one of the strongest parts of, of the whole the whole three films. Like the whole the whole tone of it. I really liked it a lot. But the Dark Knight for me, that ending, I didn't see it in theaters, but I do remember watching it on pay-per-view and all that stuff like that. And the ending always made me like want to like see more. But I was like, wow, like that ended so great. Great ending. Great ending. So my number six is The Dark Knight, despite what a lot of people say. Like I said, I do not have Star Wars on my list. I do not have Star Wars anywhere on my list. So just for, 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 for those people who are like, oh, well, you didn't include it. It's not in there for me. It's like a top, top 15. So anyways. No, this is your number seven, right? Is this number seven? That, that, was, that was my number six. Number six was The Dark Knight. Okay, what was number seven? I know Bill's like, what the hell is going on? Uh, all right. This one might surprise you. I have it right here. This is my number five. Wait, no, sorry, never mind. Scratch that. I was thinking of the wrong one. Bill, did we swipe right on this one? I think we swiped right. Yeah, we did. Oh my God. The, the ending of The Godfather cannot be understated in the least. And I know Bill went under a lot of, I'm not going to talk too much about it because Bill, Bill talked a lot about it. But this movie is a dynamite film. And the ending where he has, he has finally become Don Corleone, priceless moment, absolutely priceless moment in cinema history and forever one of the greatest endings ever in any film. Not, not, not including part two and three, but like, um, or if you wanted to include three, whatever. No, I just um, want to say, I, Al, um, Al Pacino is like one of my favorite actors too. Oh yeah, you know, he's great. He's great. This, and but this is a great movie to watch if you have, if you've never seen it. Just some people have. I didn't see it for a long time, and then I finally saw it. You didn't see it. Quoting one of your favorite artists, Mr. Joe. You didn't see it for the longest no. time. There's a lawsuit right there waiting to happen. Sir, Mr. Billy Joe, please don't sue us. Oh my god. All right. Anyways, my number five is The Godfather. Uh, after watching, I realized that the ending was pretty pretty damn strong. All right, right. And Bill, I think we decided right again, my friend. Oh, we did? Oh, right. we did. Well, yeah, we did, actually. Yeah, you're right. So this one, Bill talked a lot about it. I didn't say anything when he brought this up, but Bill brought this up before with Shawshank Redemption. The ending, this scene right here with him getting out of prison, that's, the, that's close to the end of the movie, but the actual end of the movie with him going to Mexico and meeting up with the Morgan Freeman character 
and have like they're both out of jail. They can both live their lives as free or quote unquote free men. Astonishing. I love this ending and I love this movie to death. Uh, I was actually first introduced to it through a YouTube channel by called AMC Movie Talk. Plug for them. They sadly no longer exist. Um, but that's all another thing. But like the, guy, the, the head of the guy on there, John Campia, who was my inspiration. He's the reason why I do the Superview show in the first place. Uh, he was great. Uh, and he, he does his own stuff now. But like he said, Shawshank Redemption is a perfect film in his eyes. And I was like, what? I got to check this out. And I was floored by it. So John Campia, if you're watching, thank you so much. Well, yeah, Shawshank Redemption, and the ending is priceless. I mean, the, the, the tunnel he dug and whatnot is great. Um, look, anyways, my number five was at four, right? Sorry, I lost track. Four? Yeah, you're right now. That was your number four. Okay, my number three, despite whatever people may think of it, this movie to me is has a great ending. I think it's a nice, simple ending. It's very simple. Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump right here. Forrest Gump has a great start and a great ending. With the feather flying through the air, my life is simple yet complex, and it shows life throughout the film. You know, I never thought of it that way, JT. Wow. <laughs> We're talking about inspirational stuff tonight, kids. Yes, we uh, are. But like the, even though spoilers, if you've never seen Forrest Gump, I mean, a lot of people. All have. three of you who've never seen it. For the one nerd who's like, I refuse to see it. Oh, shut up! Shut up! Silence, fool. Uh, go see it. Uh, it's brilliant. brilliant. Robert Zemeckis did a great job with it. And the fact that Jenny died before his, you know, after his son was born and all this stuff, is what a great ending to a great movie. With him just going on the bus to school and he's just waiting for him to get off the bus because, you know, he's, you know, he's like, oh, whatever. Uh, I just love the ending when, yeah. I, I just love like when he's going through like all the events going, I have that house bulldozed to the ground. And it shows him bulldozing it to the ground. Yeah, literally. Uh, but yeah, my number four is, uh, three, excuse me, is Forrest Gump. Now, let's see if Bill, Bill let's see if we swipe right again. I don't think you mentioned this one, but I, I'm, I'm actually surprised you didn't because this ending is fantastic. Okay. Confession time. You don't like this movie. I've never seen it. Okay, well, listen. I'm not going to give anything away because we're live on air, but you should... Shame! Shame! Let it come. Let the hate come. Let the hate come. I have it on Blu-ray right here if you want to borrow it. <laughs> Literally right here. Um, no, this... I'm not going to spoil the ending of this movie because I, I'm not going to... I'm going to try and generalize it for him. Uh, basically, there's these five characters, these five criminals are brought into an FBI agency and they're supposed to see like, who is the criminal behind it, blah, blah, blah. You know, Kevin Spacey, I think, won an Oscar for it or Grammy, or not Grammy, uh, Emmy or whatever for it. And he, I'm just going to say this, Bill, and you have to watch this movie now. And God, what the fuck? <laughs> listen, 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 listen carefully. And just like that, he's gone. <laughs> You'll see, and when you see the movie, you'll see what I mean. I just gave something away without you realizing it. So that's okay. Uh, but my, like, this is a fantastic ending to a fantastic, timeless film about crime. And oh, so good. Makes me, you have to watch it, Bill. Shame. Seriously. I'll go watch it, folks. I'll go watch it. It's on Netflix, I think. So you're fine. Uh, anyways, we've come to that point in the show where the buy or sell. I'm kidding. 
This is my number one favorite film ending of all time. And Bill, we did not swipe right. Wait, that was number one? I thought that was number uh, that, two. No, Usual Suspects was number two. Okay. My number one favorite ending of all time. Bill, close your eyes. Say when I can open. Okay, hold on. Not yet. All right, Bill. My favorite ending of all time is Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Because wow, last week Raiders of the Lost Ark was your number one ending. Was your number one now, opening, sorry. Can anyone tell I'm a hardcore Indiana Jones fan by heart? I'm like, well, clearly Temple of Doom was the worst one. No, Crystal Skull doesn't exist. Uh, last Crusade, look at this shot. Look at this shot. Oh, my God. We didn't need to make a fourth film. They ended it so perfectly. The most perfect ending in cinema history, yes, I said it, was Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. The four heroes who beat the Nazis and found the Holy Grail finally reached their pinnacle, and what they do? They ride off into the sunset. It's the ending of the movie. How the fuck do Seriously, this ending is so perfect in my eyes. Now, because it kind of capped off the, the trilogy for me. One of the best trilogies of all time. Um, thank you, Steven Spielberg. But like George Lucas. And, and George Lucas as well. I have to acknowledge him too. But like these, this one film and that, and look at that ending, man. Oh my God. And look, and look he lives forever because he drinks the grail. He drinks the money, uh, the money. He drinks the water from the Holy Grail. And if you drink from the grail, you live forever. So why on earth would we have a fourth Indiana Jones film with his father's dead? Stupid, 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 stupid. Listen, I'm going to say something, Bill. I feel the way I feel about the last Indiana Jones movie is the way I feel about both my ex-girlfriends. I really love them at first, but I hate them now. <laughs> Let's put it that way. What you feel that way about Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? I hate Crystal Skulls. It does not exist to me. It's that bad. I, and you know what? And like, here's a side note. Remember, um, when when we were talking about uh, what was it, the Phantom Menace? There's that um thing called Phantom Menacing. Yeah, like. They did that for no. A lot of people did that for Kingdom of the Crystal Skull too. George, they tried to convince themselves that it was good. Now, me, do I think it's good? No. Do I think it's awful? Not necessarily. No. I mean, I thought it was. Looking back at it, I'm like, why did I like that? It did. It's not an Indiana Jones film. No. So that, and and you know what? Um, Doug Walker, aka the Nostalgia Critic, made a joke about the um. The um about Indy's father dying goes well. I hope you save in the in the fourth one. Say well, I hope you save that receipt on that um on that cup for everlasting life. Because <laughs> it looks like that didn't work. I guess not. Um, and Sean Connery, may he rest in peace. Oh yes, big shout out to Sean Connery and his outstanding job as as Indy's dad. The quest for the grail. It's not archaeology. It's a race against evil. Come on. Or you know what I like? Um the um the Nazi girl when he goes This is how we that's how Austrians say goodbye. Oh yeah. And it then the German was this is how we say goodbye in Germany. Smack. Smacks in the and head. I guess I like the Austrian way better. 
Oh, and John Connor goes, me too. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. This is my dad's favorite movie of all time. Yeah, you know what? And I'm going to say something. I think The Last Crusade, no offense, JT, I think it's my favorite of the Indiana Jones movies. For a long time, it was like one or the other. But to me, I settled on Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's me. Yeah, but I think this is actually my favorite. Yeah. This one, I mean, the, the ending is so great on so many levels. And I really do. I. That's why I put it in my number one, because it was like the perfect ending to a perfect trilogy. So that's me. I could a trilogy because what did you say? Kingdom of the Crystal Skull does not exist. What are you talking about? Some skull movie. Like imagine it was called like Montana Smith and the Flinkity Flockity. Then I'd like it. Oh my god, that sounds like a disc. That sounds like a discount knockoff of Indiana Jones. Yeah, like Alabama Montana Smith. Or Alabama Wilson, or New that York. That's like a really cheap knockoff. I know that's pretty bad. I thought of that myself. Okay, so uh, do we have to make a cheap knockoff or an expensive knockoff? I don't know, Bill. I really don't know what to tell you on that one. But overall, though, I think that this was a great, wonderful thing to do for us right here in the Superview Show. I am so glad to see that Bill has joined us once again. Uh, I want to just let you all of you know, Bill and I are talking about doing something possibly this weekend, a live stream here on the YouTube channel. We're not 100 sure yet. We're just trying to figure it out. Given that um, we are going to be potentially talking, uh, not, not, not potentially, we want to be doing a fundraiser for the people in, in Houston. Um, and if you could just spread the word, share other, share with this video with other people, let other people know that we're going to be doing a fundraiser for the people so they can get money, not money, food, water, anything that the people of Texas need. You know, we're we we did it for COVID. Why don't we do it for a fundraiser for this? And we have the vehicle to do it. So if you could just and, tell. Um, about this yeah go ahead yeah, if we do it we'll put the link here if we don't which we might but we you know shit happens yeah seriously um so you know but to be honest um okay we okay, might sorry. i zoned out for a minute um you're fine you're fine okay a, a friend of mine was texting me um okay um if we do do it We'll, you'll see it. If you don't, we'll put a link on like our social media and that and stuff. Yeah, I'll tweet it out. I'll do whatever I have to do to and get it. And you know what? And I'll say this. If you want to donate, I'll say this now. If you want to donate, go to www.feedhouston.org. Yeah. That is www.feedhouston.org. Yes. And that, and assuming we do do a live stream this weekend or some point this weekend, we will be doing it uh, for a very long time. It'll be like a little bit like an AMA, ask us anything kind of thing. Uh, for the longest time, we're gonna go for like four hours straight. It's gonna be hysterical. It's the Super Bowl live stream all over again. It's the Super Bowl live stream. Uh, plug for his Sports Insanity podcast. <laughs> Please go check us out. We're awesome. Um, <laughs> Um, but yeah, like I just wanted to plug that at the end of the video here so you guys can check that out um, on your own. Uh, and I will make, a, I'll announce on the YouTube channel whether, that we're going to be doing it, um, if, whether or not we will be doing it this weekend. And if we do, I'll have a time and date, whatever, and we'll go from there. So um, yeah, every little, bit, every little bit helps, guys. It's been a cold winter and we could definitely do some help. And, but thank you so much for joining us tonight mm -hmm. on this wonderful episode of Mixed Bag. It's our top 10 movie endings of all time. Uh, you guys are amazing. Thank you so much for watching. You guys are the best viewers out there. Thank you so much for 900 subscribers again. I told Bill about that, and he's like, 
what? <laughs> 900, baby. Let's go. So Do we I, go I, for 1,000? Yeah. Hey, hopefully by the end of the year. 100 more. 100 more. 100 more. Come on, folks. You know who you are. Let's do it. Let's go. Um, anyways, I digress. Thank you so much for watching, everyone. You guys are the best. Rock on, whatever. And uh, check out our, by the way, just check out the latest video we did. I did an episode of Rock Talk. I brought it back recently after like a year of waiting. I don't know why. I was sick, whatever. Um, anyways, stay safe. You guys are great. Be awesome. And we'll talk to you guys soon. And I'll, I'll keep you posted on what, if, whether, or not, whether or not we do the live stream. You guys are awesome. Stay cool. We'll talk to you later. All right. We'll talk to you later, guys. Stay